<laughs> I mean, <clears throat> hey, what's going on, ass licks? Dr. Drill with the Making Motivation Podcast. It's been a good day, helped a bunch of people, made me feel productive, made me feel like a uh, like a good human being to be uh, out there in the trenches doing the uh, the work I'm doing, making people move better, feel better, making putting smiles on faces, telling a few fucking jokes, being real. You know what I mean? Interesting guy. I just treated a guy. His job, with no experience, is to climb a uh, cell phone tower. Those things that they disguise. He called them a monopole. That's those freaking big ass towers that they uh, they disguise as sequoia trees. They're like 150 foot up. His job is to climb up there and install or tweak or do whatever work on this this hardware. <clears throat> Look at this guy in this fucking jeep. He's a badass because he's driving the jeep, trying to take turns, trying to beat me to the light. The turn. Now he's gonna ride my ass. Of course, he's got a goatee and a bald head and a winch on the front. This motherfucker and never take that Jeep off-road, I bet. Not to judge, okay? <clears throat> but I know. I had a Jeep. I know what's going on. And I love Jeeps, you know. So This guy, not this guy in the Jeep, but this patient just came in. He climbs these cell phone towers, 150 feet. Uh, he had blue hair. Strapping guy, really nice. Nice young man. Helped him out, fixed him up, showed him some stretches, kicked ass, took names. And uh, that was good. So it's good to do this work. It's good to be Dr. O, to have something to focus my attention on, you know, to make a difference, help people. I love it. Listen to this podcast, I probably love you. And I'll tell you, that guy pulled the Jeep, the doors off his Jeep, too. That's another thing. Hey, that's how you, few things feel better than to take the doors off a Jeep. You're like, fucking, hey, man. I'm, like, rugged. Feeling the real, the wind. <clears throat> you know, it's a little bit of a pain in the ass. You gotta set the doors down somewhere. Hopefully they don't fall over. Probably have little cases for the doors now in these Jeeps these days. Like little foam, styrofoam fucking carriers something like that. Oh, look at that sun. <clears throat> sun shining right in my face. That Going down. Today's August 1st, 2022, my friends. Beginning of the end of this summer. Look at this guy. He thinks he's Chuck Norris on an enduro bike. Freaking accelerating at a high rate of speed. Zipping down. VFR, Valley Forge Road on such an, a nice sunshiny evening. You know, earlier today it was dreary, dark and rainy, spitting, and now the sun's out, so these guns are out. They're going to be out tomorrow when I hit um, <clears throat> Planet Fitness for about two hours in the morning tomorrow morning. I feel like a, I, I enjoyed my vacations, but I also feel a little bit like a lazor, like a little dump, like a big fart, you know, my fucking belly. I feel like it's large, and I don't 
like that. I see some of these pictures of myself on vacation. I know I'm a big beast of a man, but I, I, I've been saying for a long time I want to cut some weight. So I'm going to see if I can if I can do that really healthily. Just eat better, which I like to do. I like to have no problem with healthy eating. I'm going to exercise more regularly. And I'm just going to really, really try to to, to knock this out. And it's a challenge for us all. None of us are happy with how we feel after a vacation, right? Like we're so satisfied. But you indulge, right? We eat and drank and be, we're merry. And I did get my exertions in. I need my exertions. I need to move. <clears throat> so uh, it was pretty cool. So anyway, enough of my little freestyle spitting at you. beautiful day now. It's almost 8 p.m. I'm heading home and I'm feeling pretty good. You can feel I'm a little chipper. Tell I'm a little chipper by my dialogue, my banter I hit you with. It's a good day. Um, I told you I was going to mention, uh, give you the details on the places that I visited on vacation so you could kind of go there with me. I'll do that briefly start with Salem, Massachusetts. So we left here on a Thursday and route to Salem, which is our overnight. We're going to stay there for a day and a half. We arrived in Salem, had a pretty decent drive up there, a little bit of traffic going through New York City, uh, the outskirts on 287 there. You can't avoid it. Otherwise, it's pretty decent. We arrived at Salem 5, 6 p.m. and uh, maybe a little bit later. And we immediately got some, got some chow hung out, hit the rack, and we, we actually stayed in Peabody, stayed at the Spring Hill Suites, which is a, uh, I forget the name of the road that it was on, but it was a very freaking trafficy road, I mean, this was uh, 95, right off of 95, we hit this road, and Spring Hill Suites is on there, and about a million other hotels, and others being built <clears throat> right next door. So this is like a one big construction site, and all kinds of people staying there. It was a lot of a lot of folks signing up for the Spring Hill Suites, going to visit you know Salem and hanging out. You notice that there were a lot of cars driving around Salem, and in fact at the at the Spring Hill Suites, and these cars were, um, a lot of the cars had dust on them, like a real thick layer of dust, that if you were in a parking garage, you'd be like, you'd see that people had written in them, on them, and in fact, we did too, we, we wrote our, I wrote Warburst, Warburst 2022 on the back of this Subaru or something like that, it's a bumper, because... So much Thanks. dust. Thanks. Thanks. Oh shit, who's this? What does he want? Dad, I have the funniest vid of all time. Really? Funniest vid of all time. That remains to be seen. Some of his vids, they're little TikTok videos of people, what, whatever, spouting expletives doing. I mean, I like potty humor, of course. I like little hijinks, little, you know, teenage sort of hijinks and joke practical jokes and shit like that. Well we'll see how funny this is. 
last time he told me that there was a, a funny video. It actually was kind of funny, but it was crazy. It's like two guys, two African Americans, and there, <clears throat> one guy's yelling, and he's, he goes, "We're gonna suck all the dicks. We're sucking all the niggas' dicks. We're sucking every niggas' dick in this place." And this, and then it panned the. the um, the video camera pans to this guy who's kind of like a transvestite and he's got green hair and he's like we're sucking every nigga's dick uh, we're sucking all that nigga's dicks and, you know I had to admit <laughs> the one guy was seriously like we're sucking every dick all the nigga's dick we're sucking your like we're taking your your men sort of thing and then the guy goes we're sucking all day nigga's dicks <laughs> It was kind of funny. If you're a juvenile, you know, 15-year-old, exposing yourself to pop culture, or you're on fucking, <clears throat> you know, TikTok or whatever. These are the viral videos that are like 10 seconds long that people are watching. I thought it was funny. <clears throat> Maybe he had to be there. So let's see what his funniest video is. So Salem, there's a lot of dust on these cars. Guess where that came from? We learned later, and I assumed at the time that these, uh, hey, you know, were these vehicles left in, in the parking garage for all this time? Um, and they were just abandoned. That's why they have all the shit all of them. No, these are people that are coming back from Maine and New Hampshire, and they're going off road and they're driving up, you know. Mount Washington and going out camping in Maine and going off-road kind of. A lot of dust, a lot of rock dust. So that's what that was all about. We would later have that all over our Acadia, which we drove to Acadia. <clears throat> so we pull up in Salem. We're looking for, we immediately go into town. Now, we were tired, and this is the first leg of our journey, so there were some of us who were kind of like, maybe we should just stay close to the hotel. I'm like, listen, we need to go explore this town do a little reconnaissance for tomorrow, where we're going to spend the entire day there. So let's get our first meal. It's got to be something good. The reviews and the, the Google reviews for the restaurants in our vicinity, they were, you know, it seemed like there was a lot of chains. And we didn't want to eat at a chain. We wanted to eat something like a really good, get a nice meal to start things off. You know, when you're going on vacation with a bunch of people, it could be just your family know, or we had extended families, like seven of us on this Warburst trip, um, you want to please everybody. One of the challenges that we have, we had when we go on vacation, is that you want to find a place where everybody has, is going to enjoy their meal. Like, it's no fun if somebody, like my daughter, she's mainly like vegetarian almost, my wife nearly as well, they eat chicken and, and veggies and pasta and stuff, they're not going to eat beef or seafood. We're going into seafood land, right? So, um, <clears throat> we were on the searchers on, and it was kind of like a lot of pressure on me and on the other father in this group, my, my cousin Chris. We're going to find the best place. And I didn't want to step on his recommendations, but we're both scrolling through, and hey, we can eat here, we can eat here. We wound up going to a place called Mercy, the Mercy, um, the 
Mercy Cafe or the Mercy uh, Bar. And this was an old historic thing. I forget what it was. Basically, like, this is right on the wharf in Salem. So right by the, the you know, the, uh, where all the boats are pulling in and there's tours and stuff given a little wharf. You know, Salem is supposedly, supposedly one of the uh, most uh, busiest ports in New England, if not on the East Coast, you know. Maybe second to Philly, <coughs> New York. So it was a busy, busy harbor. So this Mercy Tavern, as it was called, is right on the um, right on the, the, the harbor. And this sleepy little town, all these kind of like close, you know, uh, narrow, narrow-ish roads that were designed to to stay that way, the way that the, the, you know that, that the town used to be, to kind of maintain that appeal. So. It was a cool little town and very walkable. You know, around every corner there was a shop or a cafe or a restaurant, you know, a coffee shop or souvenirs everywhere. Cool little shops that had all kinds of funky little things like, you know, crystals and herbs and, um, you know, witch stuff and a lot of t-shirts. That's the, the number one merchandise right now is t-shirts. You want to go to go to Salem? You're going to buy something that says Salem or has a picture of a witch on it, or something like that. It's the way it is. <clears throat> so we eat at the Mercy Tavern, and I had fish tacos. Didn't want to go pouncing on lobster? I was going to eat lobster until I went to um, to Maine. So, but I did get some fish tacos. They were very good, among the finest I've had. Uh, my son got this mac and cheese that was like a rigatoni, and uh, it was pretty unique as mac and cheeses go. Um, other, you know, food that was ordered was unique and was healthy-ish, you know, so we weren't eating junk. And then, so we walked around that night. We got some ice cream, and it was there was a woman who was a kind of a you know she was an older woman. You could tell that her daughter was also working there, and she wasn't happy that she was there. And the place had a broken down air conditioner. They hollered at you when you came in the door to shut it behind you because you want to keep the air, you know, the cool air in. But the air conditioner wasn't doing shit, and the door was rickety. And it was like a bunch of couple of witches in there. <clears throat> they had their their soft serve machine was broken, and they had a stick uh, a sign hang on that said, um, "You know, this is haunted. It's the fucking soft serve machine is haunted." So they were, looked like they were barely scraping by, and but it was a cool little shithole of a cough, of a ice cream shop. So I got uh, raspberry sherbet, which was actually pretty good. And we went. That was it. We had a meal. We walked down to the harbor. We walked around a little bit. It was actually kind of quiet on this Thursday. It was a weeknight, you know. Um, and then the following, so we went back to the hotel. The next day, we went to this place called Reds. <coughs> for breakfast, it was delicious, it was like, it had great reviews, we went there, and it was this pretty, very spacious, you know, very successful diner, you could tell it must have been like a little hole in the wall that became very, you know, famous, and had been around for years, so we just bought, bought this big corner spot, and they had, you know, huge, plenty of seating for everybody, and great breakfast, 
gigantic pancakes and eggs benedict which was great so we did that the next morning and we immediately went into Salem and started walking there and it was hot and we stopped at all these little shops and of course there were trends there was a lot of you know like I said a lot of um, <clears throat> a lot of t-shirt shops a lot of little you know witchcraft shops that, I mean very unique very unique shops cool little um coffee shops that you can get a sandwich at or you can get a you know a unique coffee I went to one place and it had a Mayan coffee and this I know that coffee does not taste now it tastes nothing like it originated right here see a show on that they show you how how chocolate is um, I say coffee or chocolate the cacao tree that bean or the nut whatever the fuck it is <clears throat> chocolate of, of how it originated tastes nothing like the sweet shit that we eat today. But if you have like a real, like a baker's chocolate or a dark chocolate, it's really pure. Um, you get a sense of it. Well, this was like fucking like the Mayans. It was, had spices in it. It had heat to it. It was at once disgusting and got my blood pressure up, but it was also kind of cool and kooky. It was a novelty to it, so I drank it, most of it. It had some, it kick you in the ass a little bit. So that was it. That was the sort of thing I'm talking about. You're like, you're not going, not, everything's not commercialized there. Sure, they had some chains and shit, but mostly it was like privately owned shops that had, kind of like a head shop that they had, you know, skulls and crossbones, and, you know, I bought a coffee cup, looks like a witch's kettle. And there were herbs like sage, these sage sticks, a bunch of sage that was tied together and made into like a wand so you could burn it and wave it around. That was pretty neat. I didn't buy one though. <clears throat> had little pens that had a, like a witch's broom. God, we had such a great time. Went to a couple breweries in Salem, just stopped in. Beer wasn't that great. In Salem, uh, so we went in a million shops. We had some good meals. We went to an Irish pub there that was great. Had our uh, shepherd's pie. Um, we walked a lot. We went down. There was this really long wharf, and like an old wharf, and they had a uh, antique ship back there that was refurbed, and it was it had you know the bowsprit, which is that big hole that sticks off the front that like a maiden uh, you know, for good luck would be harnessed there, right? wooden figure of a maiden. We've all seen that in pirate ships and shit. So that's pretty neat. Um, so they had had that on this wharf in an old building that had been preserved to, you know, to resemble the actual building. And so there's quite a bit of history there. A couple, bunch of anchors like laying around as monuments. So <clears throat> we walked out. It seemed like a I don't know, two-tenths of a mile of this wharf. You walk way out there on this rocky, sandy wharf, and there's a little lighthouse at the end, and we took some pictures, and the wind kicked up, and it was just a real fun town, Salem. Really old. Uh, that, uh, that full day we had, that evening, um, the main highlight was that we did a witch tour, and we had this guy, his name was P.J. McGuire, he went 
by the title of um, the Green Man of Salem, and he said that he had been doing the the, um, the Salem Witch Tour for 23 years, and he was a smallish man, and he walked backwards um, as he was given the tour. He walked back as good backwards as we walked forwards, and he knew the terrain and kind of, it was kooky that he did that. He would talk to you and tell jokes and didn't split his head open. But, but he was a great tour guide and he stopped and, um, and showed us everything from gravestones of some of the, the fallen witches, quote-unquote, persecuted maidens, uh, women who were doing things like with, they were using herbs, like they knew how to do shit. Women used to take care of the family, right? So they'd cook and they they were kind of like apothecaries, right? They could heal, they, they had like traditions that were passed down, right, that weren't necessarily didn't follow with what the church was teaching at the time. And the Puritans were very like, yeah, you know, the Bible, the good book, what are you doing over there with all these herbs and what is this sage stick you're waving around? These superstitions, you know, so they, they started to get real boners for that you know, and like pointing fingers and then next thing you know, hey, wait a second, my neighbor is out there after dark and she's got a black cat that follows her all around and she's always cooking things in her kettle and uh, this kid came up missing, you know I mean, like I forget the name of the what the hell happened there was one thing the guy was talking about, PJ was talking about doll magic, which is where <clears throat> He's talking about symbolism and stuff, and like ball uh, dolls. Uh, you know, you take a doll and you like hide it in the wall or something of your home, and it could mean that it's like protection or something like that. You know what I mean? Like voodoo dolls. You hear about that? How like they? they I know they have um, bad reputation. You imagine somebody stabbing them with a pin or something, and it's gonna cause harm to somebody. But really, these are just little tokens that. They're figurines that that are about fertility and and positive things, you know. Like there's always somebody's going to use, put any sort of anything to ill use, including religion itself, right? <clears throat> so that was kind of along the lines of what was going on. Somebody saw you know, a woman had done something along those lines. It was relatively benign, but it was not congruent with what the good book had written. It was written in a good book, so. They started casting aspersions and blames, and <clears throat> next thing you know, there are people getting hung, and in Europe, I guess, burned, right? So pretty interesting. Um, BJ led us all around, showed us grave, grave sites and buildings, and uh, as he was explaining something to us in the heat of the night, I was sweating like a pig in this dark kind of like alcove area, he... Um, and there was this woman who walked by that I had seen in one of the souvenir shops. I walked in, and uh, at the, near the cash register, there's a woman, kind of older, clearly had false teeth, had a little bit of makeup on, was dressed kind of like a witch. And I walked in, and I knew that she was supposed to be like a prop, seemed like a prop. And I saw the owner, who was like a you know 50-year-old guy with a big belly and a beard, and he was... Um, I walked in, I saw this woman, and I kind of recoiled out of jest. I was like, oh. And she goes, you gotta be kidding. I was 
like, yeah, <laughs> I am kidding. But she looked like a witch, so I, I knew that she was kind of a prop, or I thought she was. So then, as CJ was, as PJ was uh, teaching us about town in this alcove, this, she walked by, and he bowed to her and said, "It's always proper to, you know, pay respects to, you know, your elders or whatever." And she's one of the original witches of Salem. I don't know what that meant. Was she the original witch? Um, you know, like the ancestry. Or was she alive, like an immortal or something like that? So that was interesting. Great witch tour. Great time with this guy. To end it, we went down this alley. And he looked up to this window. And he's like, she's up there. You know, I'm thankful for whatever. Ariel, let's say. Who, and he like motioned to the light on, like three stories up. <clears throat> he's in this alley. Look at this. I'm thankful for Ariel for giving me this opportunity do these tours, this is something that's near and dear to my heart, and he was, you know, as a fellow witch, I respect her, and so we go down this, we're at the end of this alley, and there was like this, you know, everybody grab a stone, and, you know, he lit a bunch of candles, and he said, you know, basically, love and health and everything, and on a count of three, everybody's gonna grab a stone, and you're gonna, you know, you're gonna hold it into your heart, and you're gonna you know, just focus all of your energy, positive energy to this, you know, this monument. It was like a little fountain or something. He goes, so do you feel that? The cold air left and the warmth kind of filled it up. My wife said she felt that. I didn't feel it, but I wasn't completely skeptical of it. I thought it was kind of neat what he was doing. And uh, benign. You know, he basically, the match, and I have heard about this Wicca not being, you know, everybody thinks about the fucking evil, wicked witch of the west riding on a damn broom and, and you know, all that shit, these crazy depictions of witches um, it's contrived, it's uh, it's an embellishment and it's kind of a cool, kooky embellishment, and Salem was all about that, even though this is just about persecuting persecuted women, and the kind of you know, rumors got out of, out of uh, control in Salem the aftermath of that and how the town grew um, and became this like place where people would come to gather, real witches would come, you know, real people who practice witchcraft because they felt like, wait a second, these innocents were persecuted for doing things, you know, just whatever, you know, step on a crack, break your mama's back, you know, don't let a black cat cross your path, they're making freaking using herbs to heal people. They're, you know, using, doing things like doll magic and these relatively benign things that are just normal for human beings to try to, you know, come up with these things like cross your fingers, you know, um, or the maloikia, the evil eye that the Italians use, right? Or any of those things. These things are older than organized, far older than organized religion. This is like human beings trying to make sense of their world, Right? So that's kind of what PJ's, surprisingly, it was not, not hokey, like, hey, <laughs> it was like uh, education on, you know, how people are misinformed about Wicca and witches, and, you know, <clears throat> he was respectful to all religions, and, and uh, his religion as well, point out the similarities and the differences. So it was pretty. It was the pinnacle of our experience. Uh, we spent uh, 
that night we went to another nice um, restaurant, I think it was that Irish pub. We bought some uh, cool souvenirs, a Salem shirt and a witch kettle coffee cup and, um, and some other items. And, and it was a really neat experience. A lot of artisans also in Salem. A lot of little shops that are, you know, run by people who are, or have cool, unique concepts and things that they're selling, whether they're it's witch stuff or t-shirts or whatever. A lot of entrepreneurs, I think, taking advantage of this, this vibe around the town. And all throughout the town, you can see that there are people that are attracted, tourists are attracted to this town, which, by the way, is, is a normal town. Like, people call the town home. It's not just a tourist trap. Um, it is a community where people live. And there's parts of town that are big into the, you know, the tourist stuff. And then there's other parts where people are just living their lives and they're from Salem. You know, and uh, I'm sure they're both annoyed and also a little bit proud, a little bit annoyed, um, and a little bit like, yeah, I know there's a novelty to it, that they, they live in this town that has this mystique about it. <clears throat> so a lot of freaking goths, a lot of... Uh, punks, a lot of dickwads and dweebs and anus holes, a lot of people on skateboards, a lot of homeless that you could tell are walking around and just just loving this whole vibe of this town, like being part of it. And uh, <clears throat> and a lot of normal folks just going in there shopping and having a cool time in this really neat town. I mean. The town had a lot going on, and as a weird individual, I I enjoy shit like that. I I like the eccentric. Uh, I found that there was no harm in it. I found like it was there's a lot of people that would probably never go to Salem, never be interested in it because they still have that puritanical mindset, right? Where that you know we still have a lot of real fundamental fundamentalism believers out there that think that it's this religion or it's got to be this way and this book or that book, whatever it is, whatever your your uh, theology is, your belief system is, as long as you're not hurting anybody, it's great. But they would be, I know that there's a bunch of folks who would never want to go to see this place, even though it was a location where, as I've said, it was all about just persecution and ignorance as to what was going on there, there was no real witchcraft. There's no, nothing was being, no one was being harmed. You know, it was a bunch of false accusations that that uh, ran wild, and uh, you know, people were killed because of it. All women, as far as I know. So how about that shit? So there's a lot of women walking around there. You know, uh, that are. Interested in this location, in this site, where um, you know, long, you know, not, not too long ago, it was in the 1700s, something like that, 16, 1700s, where all this shit went down. Maybe, maybe later, um, people were really thinking very primitively. And had all these assumptions. There's a lot of people out there. People don't believe in Halloween, you know. Uh, I might have mentioned that on my podcast before. You don't fucking like Halloween? 
and my feeling on that is you're a turd you don't have to fucking embrace Freddy Krueger and witches and goblins and bogeymen and things that go up in the night it's not about you know thinking those things are cool for everybody some people do they're into horror and scary stuff but to me Halloween is a celebration of the things that are scary because most of them are not genuinely anything we need to be fearful of. Right? We dress up as a witch because it's a scary thing, but witches don't really exist. You know? Frankenstein doesn't really exist in the form that we portray him. Um, The biggest monsters out there are often human beings. Right? So many of these, our biggest fears are rarely realized hopefully, and our minds run wild, so we laugh at the bogeyman, we laugh, we dress up as Frankenstein, walk around like, like a big stupid dope, and embrace these stories, and because they excite us, and they, they scare us, but we, we should know that most of the time, like almost, like every time, it's a, just a bunch of bullshit, just a bunch of rubbish, and uh, so let's poke the fun at the things that are mind running wild and the things that go bump in the night. You know, I've mentioned this before, I know. Why people are scared of the dark is because obviously it's taking away our primary human sense, which is vision. So you don't have that framework. You don't know where things are. You don't can't you can't see is anybody out there? So the mind starts to fill in those uh, for the lack of information, visual information. It starts to fill in those voids. So, oh, wait a second. Something's out there. I heard something. What is it? Is it a, is it a person? Is it a bear going to kill me? Is it a Frankenstein? Is it, you know, Freddy Krueger with his hand of knives? No. It's nothing. It's just that you can't see shit. <laughs> so that, to me, is like the essence of Salem and Halloween and scary things and that uh, I think it's very interesting and amusing to visit a place like this just for a day. Go there, walk around, buy a little freaking trinket, uh, be amused at some of the characters you see in there, get a nice meal, and uh, it's something very different. In fact, I'm so glad that we visited Salem as a the prelude, a little warm-up to our main trip, because it made, the, to me, it was like an essential ingredient something really, really unique, and I suggest that you go there, take in the history, get some good food, support these local businesses, and learn a little bit about, um, you know, where all this comes from, and face your fears, you fucking idiots, ooh, as I pull into my yard, I see three pine kins and a glorious hakatiki is scaring away all bad things. It looks scary, as I described in my Facebook post. It is merely just a to, uh, something that's that's designed to scare away all evil, all bad things. It's a mockery, making a mockery of the things that we are fearful of. All right. That's what I have to say about Salem. You guys have a good night.